Hey friend! Oh my gosh, so I don't know about you, but I am loving all graphic t-shirts, graphic sweatshirts, and hey, did you know I actually have one for Open the Magic or Picture Books for My Jam? I pretty much live in my pink one all fall and winter, and I'd love for you to get on the train with me. So all you have to do is pop over to my Magic Wear shop, and you can get there by typing in bit.ly backslash capital R capital R Magic Wear. Again, that is B-I-T dot L-Y backslash capital R capital R Magic Wear. Let's open the magic together while being stylish. Yay! Hey friends! Welcome to the Confetti Moments Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Hinshaw. I believe that picture books open the magic for all readers. Today, open your heart and let all the book feels in. It's going to be so much fun. Let's open the magic. Welcome to another episode of Confetti Moments. I'm so glad you're here. On today's episode, I get a chance to sit down with one of my favorite illustrators, Kayla Heron. We are going to talk all about illustrations, our love for books, and author and illustrator blocks. What does that mean? And what do we do to overcome setbacks? You are in for a bookful treat. Without further ado, welcome Kayla. Hi, thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. So, I mean, I pretty much feel if anybody knows me, they know you because I talk about you so much, but tell my listeners a little bit about yourself. I am an illustrator, which means I draw the pictures in children's books. Some of the books I've illustrated are The Boy Who Grew a Forest, um, Hannah's Tall Order, A Boy Like You, A Girl Like You, A Teacher Like You. Those are just some of my, I think it's almost 20 picture books I've illustrated. How does that make you feel that you have illustrated 20 picture books? It feels, I, I feel lucky is how it feels because it was so hard to break into that now um, I just feel like every job I get is a gift and I'm so glad that people are still hiring me to do this job that I love. Um, cause you're amazing. That's why people hire you. Like, oh, yes, <laughs> oh I'm going to, you're going to have to like, just love me tooting your horn the entire episode because I am just so in awe of your work and it is so beautiful. And we I mean, were going to get to it, but I just, we'll get to it. So I'll save, I'll save my ooing and awing for later. Oh, you're so kind. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so why, as you know, picture books are my jam and I love talking about them. So why do you think they're so important and why do you say yes to becoming an illustrator of picture books? Because of the artwork. That's why they're important. Um, I love all forms of storytelling, but there's something very special about the way you can control your experience with a picture book. Like when you watch a movie or TV show, they're dictating your experience of how long you spend looking at the characters or what you hear. Um, so when you read a picture book, you can read the text and turn the page and go through it quickly, or you can read really slow down and savor the illustrations. I love when watching parents read to their kids and they have conversations and engage outside of the story. So they'll say, look at the cow. What does the cow say? Oh, the cow says moo. And look at what the kids are wearing. Why do you think she's holding that thing? They're just adding their own meaning to the story. Uh, because in a picture book, the story is half told through text and half told through pictures and being able to read both is an incredibly important skill. 
Oh my gosh. Amen to that. I, you know, tell so many parents that your kids are reading a book, even if they're just looking at the pictures, there's so much like inferencing and text. And, you know, I just think it's so cool that, you know, you do get the words of what you're illustrating, but the author doesn't know what it's going to look like. And so mm-hmm. it's like really two forces coming together to make this confetti moment. And I just like, love that. It was really interesting when I kind of learned more about like how you get paired together with an author. And like, I thought, you know, oh, I just get to say it's going to be this person or it's going to be that person. And it definitely is nothing like that. So yeah, exactly. And you don't even get to say what gets to be illustrated. So in that way, it's cool. Or like, it's, it's so much more dynamic, because you're taking one person's experience, and then taking a totally different person's experience, and they're both trying to tell the same story. And then you get like, this uh, really complex story. I know, it's so cool. I, I laugh. I wonder if a lot of authors are B type personality. Cause like a, cause as you're saying that I'm like loving it, but at the same time, I'm like, Oh my gosh, like you lose all control. And that's so scary to me. Yeah, It's terrifying. Yeah. I would be so scared. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, anyone that's lucky to get paired up with you has, should not be scared at all. But Definitely I feel like I do take my job pretty seriously because I know that I know how vulnerable it is to be a writer. So I want to do my best for the authors. Oh, I love that. So what were you like as a reader and what were you like as an artist growing up? I was so shy and I would never talk to anyone unless they talked to me first. So in a big way, I learned about people and relationships from books. I was just the quiet one observing everything. So I got to like have really deep, meaningful relationships with friends who were book characters. And I feel like I could apply that knowledge to like the real people I met. Um, but I wasn't as big of a reader then as I am now or that I wish I would have been then, but I did enjoy the Babysitter's Club and Stuart Little. Those are ones that stick out. I love the Babysitter's Club. It's so good. Have you seen the Netflix um, series? No, I haven't, but I do want to check it out because I feel like I may have heard somewhere that Lauren Lapkus is one of the actors or I maybe I'm making that up because I just like, I like that actor and she has been mentioned in certain babysitter conversation so I should I should look at my facts before I say things on record (laughs) okay I'm googling it right now because I'm like oh great yay is that who it is yeah okay um that's really interesting I I don't I don't know but you should definitely check out babysitter's club because it's so cute and like it made me have like all the moments from when I was a kid and then the movie that came out I think when I was in high school maybe middle school. I can't remember. So good. Love the babysitters club. Yeah. Even in May is actually national babysitters like day. Um, So as an artist, as an artist and illustrator, what inspires you? So nature, animals, lighting. I like going on outdoor adventures with my dogs and I'll like notice a really cool flower or the colors in the sky are a particularly beautiful combination. And I'll try and like take a mental picture and um, try and incorporate that within some illustration later. But for me, illustration um, is less about waiting for inspiration and really just doing the work to get the job done. I know that takes the magic out of it, but I'm just trying to illustrate the text I'm given the best way I can. But, 
it's not something I think of consciously, or maybe it's because I'm inspired by everything. And in a way, everything is inspiring if you're looking to be inspired. I love that. I was listening to a podcast the other day and it was like, he was talking about like, I get inspired by everything. It's like, I see something outside and I think, okay, how can I make that funny? Or how can I make that into a story? And like every story can become a story. And I thought, oh my gosh, like that's so true. Like, oh, they yeah. just love books. Like I just, I get so excited. <laughs> yeah. And visually too, as an artist, like truly anything can be a beautiful painting. Like still life artists are making ordinary everyday objects into masterpieces. If you just are looking at it in the right light. Totally. Oh gosh. Great advice. So what is your research process when you are illustrating a book? So every book is different. Uh, when I work on nonfiction, the research is more rigorous. I'm illustrating a true story right now about a show jumping horse. And for that, I was lucky that there was a documentary made about him. So I watched that like 20 times. I read the adult novel the author wrote. I read articles, looked through old photographs of not only the horse, but also images from the time period to get a sense of fashion and what the world looked like. Um, I visited a ranch in person a couple times to see what equipment they use and also to see a horse anatomy up close and learn how they move. So there's a lot that goes into nonfiction. I can't just make anything up. The saddles need to be correct. The faces need to resemble real people. Every detail matters in building that world. Uh, but for other books, I can make stuff up and the research sort of comes after I make a sketch and I know what I want in that illustration and I just need to verify like what a, an electric guitar looks like or what kind of trees are found in certain places. It's amazing how much we think we know how something looks until we try and draw it. Like my husband always teases me for having car blindness because I look at cars and I just truly can't even see the differences between them. Like he, he'll always quiz me and be like, what kind of car is that? And I'll be like, I don't know. Like it doesn't look any different than the other SUVs next to. So if I'm illustrating a car or something, I uh, have car blindness to, um, then I need research for that. So I'll look up pictures and that process is looser. Most of the uh, research I do is through the internet. Oh my gosh. I love that. And y'all, I, you might know, and you might not. So one of the books that Kayla has illustrated is called a teacher like you that I love so much. And I even love it. Even if I wasn't in it, I would still love it because the story, like, it's like a, it's like a love letter to teachers and you read it and you're like, they get me. I mean, obviously the authors are teachers too, so they do get us, but it's just such a lovely book. But in it, I was surprised to find out I'm in the book and I look at the picture and like, it's me. And I thought, oh my gosh. So like, do you have a photographic memory and like, how, and this is going to sound kind of creepy, but not that you were staring at my photo, but like, how long did you have to like, look at my photo to like, figure me out and then like, draw me because like, that is me in that photo. Yay. Oh, that's so good to hear. Um, I do not have a photographic memory at all in any way. <laughs> I definitely, um, stalk people on social media if I'm doing a portrait of them. And then I just have like a bunch of different photos compiled. And I think I'll like, just the, the photo is up the entire time I'm drawing your picture. So I'll like when I'm drawing your eye, I'm looking back and forth at your eye. It's like when I learned um, life drawing, uh, there's you spend about, ooh, and I, I'm bad with numbers. And I think I've said this before, but you spend probably 70% looking and then whatever math, 30% <laughs> just making marks. So it's mostly just, there's just a lot of looking. Oh my gosh, I love it. Do you have your doggies with you in your room right now? 
No, I'm actually being attacked by a cat right now. Oh, you, you <laughs> have a cat? House. No, I don't have cats. I'm doing this at my parents' house because for a couple of reasons, there's a fan in my house that's too loud. And so I was like, I want to uh, get rid of that noise. And then they possibly have a better internet connection. And I didn't want to risk my dogs freaking out over like a delivery person coming. So I'm here. And then I forgot that cats are almost just as much of a nuisance as dogs sometimes. Cause when I was setting up, they were walking across my keyboard and now I'm like touching one and she's just like biting and scratching my hand trying to keep Oh my, my gosh. I love it. Well, I mean, people spoiler everybody we record these so we can see each other but you're only going to hear our voices so if a cat goes across the screen you won't even know so it's all good it's all good missing out it's very cute (laughs) yes I know I love how much you love animals because I'm just not an animal person but I love that you love it and it brings me joy that you love animals so much (laughs) okay so this is like a question I have like been racking my brain on like I just love this question because I think it's so cool that people from different cultures can draw somebody that looks exactly like them from a culture that they're not. So how do you approach illustrating people of different cultures and backgrounds, backgrounds than yourself? Um, Yes. So I do it very carefully with a lot of careful observation and close listening to other people's stories, especially when the author has more experience in the subject than I do, I really rely on them heavily. And I'm so grateful that when I work with a publisher, there's a whole team of people scrutinizing my drawings, making sure I'm depicting people accurately and respectfully. And I'm always learning though. I'm lucky that I have people looking over my work um, before a book gets published. Um, For example, I drew a background character in a wheelchair and I thought I had found good reference, but someone at the publisher after a lot of uh, close scrutiny noticed that it's a hospital wheelchair and not one that a child would navigate through on their own. Um, So then I dug deeper, I read articles, I found some illustrated guides that show the different types of specialized wheelchairs and how they differ. So um, now I know more and I can apply that if I ever draw a kid in a wheelchair in another book. So it's just a lot of um, learning and I really do want all kids to feel included in the books I illustrate, but because I'm not living the experience of all kids, it's really important for me to listen, look closely and just be humble because I am always learning. I love that. That is such good advice. I think we all need to hear that, that you're going to hear rejection and you're going to hear critiques, but it's not to belittle you. It's to help you grow and to make you stronger in whatever you're doing. Oh, that was just such great advice, Kayla. Wow. Thanks. And I just don't know what I don't know until I, like, I'm trying to be inclusive and all, maybe, maybe there's something in culture that I've seen so many times that I think it's right, but I don't know the story behind it. So I'll think I'm being inclusive by including it in a children's book. And then someone will call me out and say, actually, the meaning of this is different than what you think. And, and once, once you know better, you do better. I'm pretty sure that was Maya Angelou. Oh gosh, I love that. So how do you deal with artist block? I would feel like if I was an artist, I would want things perfect. And if I couldn't think of something, I would get so fresh. Like, how do you deal with it? Um, I don't experience this very often. And I think you're amazing. That's why you don't experience it. I think it might just be because my way to deal with it is to stay very busy. I just don't have time 
to make a mistake. I have deadlines and, and I can't like afford to stumble and be stuck or like really dwell on it too much. The first job I got illustrating um, picture books was I illustrated short stories for an app called Farfaria. And they just had the craziest, shortest deadlines. Um, at least to me, it felt so fast. I was just like churning out so many illustrations that I didn't have time to finish an illustration or to like almost finish an illustration and just fiddle with it and like wonder if it's finished or not. It was just like, did you fill in all the spaces and does it look kind of okay? Then you turn it in. And that's like how I got used to just keeping busy. Also, I'm illustrating stories that were already written. So I don't have to create something out of nothing. Like when I read a manuscript, images just automatically pop into my head and the work that I do comes from refining those ideas and finding the best idea and trying to make it interesting from there. I love that. Okay, I have some questions that I didn't give you prepared for because I'm thinking about this and I hope you can answer them. How long, like, so we found out that a teacher like you, gosh, I think it's like three months before, like, cause it, it dropped March 15th. And I think I knew about it. Oh gosh, now I can't think of when I knew about it, but I knew about it. Mm -hmm. Like how long before that, did you already have that book done before we knew about it? Oh, it's, it's also different for every book. Like those like you books are on a very fast schedule. So I did two of them in one year. Um, and I think I maybe finished that artwork. Oh, I don't remember. I could be wrong about this in January. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. And then they're on a very fast publishing schedule. Right. Um, I don't know all the details about like the behind the scenes, but I am also working on a book that I finished back in August of last year, and it's not going to come out until November of this year. And there hasn't been a cover reveal of it yet. And there isn't any marketing yet. It's sort of like that's a with a bigger publisher and they're just balancing so many more books. They have a longer schedule for things. Got so it. it can vary, but it can be a really long time and I have to keep my mouth shut and I can't show any sneak peeks of stuff and it's very hard. I know I was speaking with uh, Pete Oswald the other day about their new book that's coming out. I was like, so when does like the cover reveal happen? Like I wasn't expecting him to like give me any like information he couldn't. I just wanted to know when it was going to be when they got to share it. And he's like, yeah, we still don't know. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> that's so hard. I know. How long does it take you to illustrate it? Like how long did it take you to illustrate a teacher like you? Uh, four months, I think. Um, it's a lot of uh, back and forth where I'll get the manuscript and then read it a bunch of times, do very rough sketches for myself. And then I'll tighten those sketches and then send that to a publisher the whole book at once. And then they give me feedback and then I make those changes to the whole book um, and then I color it. And the whole thing can take from, I think uh, the Like You books I do in four months and then other books from four to six to nine months. Oh, wow, that is so cool, that's so cool. So you kind of already talked about this but I really would love to focus on this question because mostly for kids. So what is your experience with rejection and how do you overcome setbacks? I am so very familiar with rejection. Uh, the reason I ended up going to art college is because I was rejected from the first university I applied to. So I had to scramble and figure out what to do with my life instead. I may not have even been an artist if I did, if it weren't for that rejection. Um, and my path has really been paved with rejection ever since. <laughs> I could give a talk on rejection alone. 
Um, I didn't get a publisher to buy and publish one of my books until five years after I graduated from college. That's five solid years of writing a story, making a dummy, sending it to publishers and agents and hearing either absolutely nothing back or no good feedback. And then just repeating that over and over and over again. I probably made uh, six or seven books before I had Mary, before Mary Had a Little Lizard was published. Uh, but the thing I see now is it wasn't like a crazy unjust world that was rejecting me. Uh, they were right. My work wasn't good enough. And I totally see that now looking back. Um, I practiced, I learned, I got a lot better and I needed all that time to improve. Rejection can be a time to learn and work on your craft. If you love something, you will continue to do it no matter how many people discourage you because you're not doing it for them, you're doing it for you. Oh my gosh, that's such great advice, especially like, you know, we all, you know, say, oh gosh, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I think in my head, what I'm trying to say is that like, like you said earlier, when you know better, you do better. And so when you know, you know, this was good, but it could be better. And like, like I tell my students, like if you never study and you get A's, 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 okay, great. But if you have to study, 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 and you get that A, doesn't it feel so much better that if you can just get it like that? And so, oh, such great advice. Okay. My next question is a favorite question. Cause I love that you started to do this. So Kayla does something called, and I, if I get the, um, part wrong. Ooh, here comes the cat, everybody. Um, it's called Friday Favorite Kids Books, and you do it every Friday where you share another illustrator's work on your page. So what author, what illustrators inspire you? And then tell us more about how this started and why you do this. So I wrote some names down of my favorite artists. And as I was writing them down, I realized I don't know how to pronounce any of them. I've only seen them written. So I've never heard these names <laughs> said out loud before, but I love Stephanie Gregan, Julia Denos, Lorena Alvarez, Sean Tan, and Rebecca Green. Those are just, when I looked at my bookshelf, I was like, oh, these are the ones I keep face out right now. So I love them. Um, I just love the art in so many picture books. I'm an art collector with my little book-sized galleries. Sharing things on Instagram is super fun, but I also felt weird about only talking about myself. So I started sharing the books from my shelves every Friday. I love when people buy and check out my books. That's super awesome. Please keep doing that. But there are also so many great books from so many wonderful voices and perspectives done in so many fantastic styles. And I wanna share those books that I love. So hopefully people can be inspired to give their kids a rich variety of books too. Oh my gosh, I love that. Okay, I just thought of two questions. So if you saw like one of us out in public and we came up to you, would you be like super into it or like in real life? Are you super shy or like, how would you react? Oh, it depends. If you mean one of us, like someone I've talked to before, of course. Um, but I am very socially uncomfortable. This, I know a lot of people have been like really suffering um, with social distancing, but I'm kind of really thriving actually. I like my isolation and like my physical distancing. I just, it's just me and the dogs all day. And then my husband comes home and it's our little bubble world. And then interacting with people online, that's all cool. But yeah, I get uh, really stressed out about talking. <laughs> That's okay. You know, I laugh that you say I was talking to somebody last night and I said, you know, like quarantine was not fun, but I definitely didn't have a harder time. Like I, I was kind of okay. Cause I'm 
as much as you think I'm really outgoing, I'm more shy in my real life. Yes. Yep. <laughs> and so I've kind of enjoyed like, oh, I don't have to go out. Okay, great. Yay. Um, but if I ever met you in real life, I would, I would make sure to tone it down, but inside I'd be so excited. <laughs> Although it'd be great. I would really appreciate that. I feel, yeah. If it's like a positive interaction, like. Well, yes, I'm not saying it's going to be a bad interaction, but I want to come <laughs> to Minnesota so badly because I want to go to the red balloon. Yeah. Andrea is actually in Minnesota right now visiting her family. Mm. Um, and oh my gosh, I'm about it. Okay. I need to get back to our questions because I could totally bird walk. Okay. So, um, let's say you go into the red balloon, right. And you like, what do you look for first when you go into a bookstore? And then when you're looking at a book illustration, what do you look at first? Well, I always go to the picture books, which is, um, uh, equal parts inspiring and also depressing because I'm always like there's a little part of my heart that's like hoping my book is there like first of all I hope they have one of my books and then it would be so awesome if I could walk in and see one of my books face out so it's like so like the books I do see it's very inspiring but then I'm also like oh man they don't have my book bummer and that like ruins it but anyway once I look at picture books I'm looking for the mood the colors the textures the character design, the emotion, and the way the image tells its own story without having to even read the text. So I'm just like flipping through picture books. And I really do, I know authors are not gonna be happy about this, but I buy books because of the illustrations. I don't have children in my life, like not even very close nieces or nephews. So the books that I'm buying are because I like to look at them and they're pretty. And then the story is like kind of a bonus. Um, absolutely. I was just talking to another book friend and we were talking about how sometimes we totally just look at the cover. Like we don't even know what the book's about. And we're like, this is such a pretty cover. And we were talking about how illustrations like melt our heart and give us so many confetti moments. And like, I was talking about you, I was going to say, oh, I'm going to be interviewing um, Kayla this afternoon. And I said, oh God, I just look at her photos, like the pictures. And they just like, they bring this like warm feeling over my heart. I hope that doesn't make that sound weird, but like, I just love it. Like there's so much love to me in your photo or not in your photos, your illustrations. And they're just so dreamy. What's your favorite color? Um, mint green right now, but I'm starting to really like, uh, warmer colors like, uh, pinks. When I was, um, younger, I was not girly and feminine. I always felt like I just wasn't like small and cute enough to be girly so I couldn't like like pink I I think I liked black and like pink was like oh you can only wear that if you're girly so like pink was sort of off limits for me and then now as an adult I'm like oh my god pink is beautiful and so I'm really liking pink but then also yellow so I don't know every day it's different Kayla oh my gosh those are my two favorite I have a yellow sweatshirt on I like to take it off because I you know, when you interview people, you get a little hot. <laughs> yeah. but, um, I love pink. Obviously. Yeah, look at them together. Pink and yellow are so great. I mean, one day if you illustrate my book, you better put some pink and yellow in that. You betcha. <laughs> okay, so speaking of coming soon, what's next for Kayla? Yay. The fourth book in the Like You series is coming in August, A Friend Like You, written by Frank Murphy um, and Charnay Gordon, published by Sleeping Bear Press. It's just a lovely celebration of friendship and I'm so excited to share it with the world. 
also Calvin, a picture book published by Penguin, written by the fabulous couple J.R. and Vanessa Ford, who I just love and admire, and I have learned so much from them. This book is about a transgender child and the love and support they get from family leading up to a new school year. The authors are huge advocates and activists for transgender rights, and it's inspired by their own transgender child. So I'm so, I'm so excited for this book to come out in November this year. That's so exciting. I know I can't wait to see both of them because I just can't wait to see your illustrations. And like, I think like, okay, like, why did she draw that picture? I'm excited to see a friend like you because I want to know like inside, is it just kid friends or do you have older friends in there? Or is it only kids in there? Are you allowed to tell me or no? Ooh, um, those are good questions. Um, I don't. We'll keep it a secret. Nope. There's all age. I was just going to say, uh oh, that's a really good idea. I do have like I'm pretty sure there are intergenerational friendships going oh, on. Oh, that's so fun. Oh, can't wait. Really fun like August 15th. Like, I don't want it to get here because that means I'm like already back to school, but like, I want it to get here because I really want to see the book. That's exactly how I feel. I keep looking at the schedule and being like, um, oh my God, I just want the summer to like go quickly. And then I'm like, oh no, deadlines. That means this book is due. <laughs> it's like, I want time to speed up and slow down equally. Yes. Okay, so the last big question is, what are your favorite bookstores? And I'm gonna add a part two to that. Okay, so what are your favorite bookstores? And then what are your favorite bookstores outside of where you live? Um, Books of Wonder in New York City is <laughs> amazing. It's the bookstore where I re-fell in love with children's books as an adult. And that's where I decided this was the career I wanted. I would just, I went to school in New York City and uh, where I would hang out, um, Oh shoot, no, I don't remember the park. But anyway, the park by there, I would hang out there a lot and um, go into Books of Wonder and just fall in love with books and realize, oh my God, I wanna be on these shelves one day. So Books of Wonder and then um, Wild Rumpus in Minneapolis, yes. which is great. And of course my hometown Red Balloon. Oh my gosh. So you live like by the Red Balloon. Could you like walk to the Red Balloon? Um, no, I could ride my bike. I live in the country. So, like I say I'm from St. Paul, but I really live um, south in like a country type suburb of St. Paul. So what's so great about the Twin Cities is that you can be living in like very rural, like farm country and then drive 20 minutes and you're in the city. So I, I get like the best of both worlds. Oh, that's so cool. So cool. Okay. So I have to ask every guest these two questions because I love learning from you. And so these are my two, I mean, I've learned a lot about you through the questions, but these two are like my fave. What is your all time favorite picture book that gave you a confetti moment that you did not tell me when I interviewed you last year? <laughs> I did have to think about that because I was like, oh, obviously the arrival, uh, but to be fresh, um, I really love And Then It's Spring by, this is another name I'm not sure how to pronounce, even though she's super famous, Julie Fogliano. Oh, yes. You said it right. Yay, great. Um, and illustrated by Erin Eastead. It's just so lovely and sweet and I love the details and I love all the little animal characters living their lives and telling their own story in the background. That is um, another one that I just love. Oh, that's so good. And then what picture book can you not wait to come out in 2021 or maybe 2022? And I'm gonna, sorry, if you wanna um, toot your own horn, you totally can, but then I'm gonna say one that's not your own book. I wasn't, I wasn't going to toot my own horn. <laughs> um, Aaron Slater Illustrated. <gasps> yes. 
Right by Andrea Beattie, illustrated by David Roberts. I love that whole series, the Ada Twist, scientist, Rosie Revere, engineer. They're awesome. And I just absolutely love the illustrations. David Roberts is amazing. And then now there's going to be one about illustrators. It's like, oh, so perfect for me. I know it was so great. I was so mad because they, I feel like they put it out so early and I am not, I was like, I'm going to have to wait all the way until November or maybe October. I can't remember when it's coming out. Like I can't do that. <laughs> oh, it's so hard. Yeah. Maybe that's why, maybe that's why they wait so long before they do the cover reveal. Cause I'm over here like, why can't we show the cover of this book? And then now I get it. It's because people can't take it. They go crazy. They can. We just get so excited. I will agree with you though. His illustrations are incredible. And like the colors, like the last one that they did for um, Sophia Valdez for Prez, the, oh. I think it's either the mom or the teacher. Like she has the cutest outfit on. It's all like rainbow colors. Like I need that outfit. Yes, the fashion is amazing. The whole character design and everything about it is so great. Do you have a favorite one of, the, of that series? Um, I think Rosie Revere. Yeah. Yeah. They're so all so good. So Kayla, where can my Confetti Moments listeners find you and keep learning all the good things from you? I spend most of my time on social media on Instagram. I am way too sensitive for Twitter to even look at it, let alone start an account. So just at Kayla Heron on Instagram. And then um, you can also visit my website to see artwork or lists of books or watch behind the scenes videos I make of art making stuff or book trailers at um, kaylaheron.com. Awesome. Well, it's been so much fun chatting with you. I know my listeners are going to love this episode. So thank you so much for coming on Confetti Moments today. Oh, thank you. This was so fun. I love talking with you. Hey, teachers. How are you? I am just so thankful that you have been listening to the Confetti Moments podcast. It is something that I love to do. I love to share my love of picture books and books and the love of teachers with all of you. And you know what I would love as well is, hey, why don't you share this podcast with another friend to spread the magic with them and leave a comment. Let teachers know, what do you love about this podcast? What do you want me to share more of? I would love to hear from you. All you have to do is go on to wherever you listen to your podcast and leave a review. Thanks so much. And as always, open the magic. Thank you so much for tuning into the Confetti Moments podcast. I hope each story or tip that you heard today brings the love of reading into your heart. Take this confetti and sprinkle it all over the children in your classroom or home. See you back here next Monday to open the magic.